to the Gate 7 International Podcast, your official English source for all things Olympiacos FC and Greek football. The first day of training is when I realized, oh, this is why they win the league every year. When I, I spoke with Kevin, if I'm going to sign or no for Olympiacos, he said, you are crazy good deal, like my friend. I can't speak, you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, What's up, everyone? Gate 7 International back at it again. Transfer frenzy. A lot of stuff going on the last week. And we're and Gus and I are getting into all of it today. But before we get into anything related to the transfer, just a couple of quick things. Happy Father's Day, everyone. Costa, happy Father's Day to you, buddy. Happy Father's Day to me. All the other fathers out there, the Greek fathers, red, white fathers, everybody out there. If you're a father or soon to be, happy Father's Day to you. Hope it is a wonderful day with family and it's relaxing. Costa, do you have a relaxing Father's Day? <laughs> I don't know how many people are dads following today, but anyway, happy Father's Day. Um, yeah, mate, chill. My family's actually in Greece. I'm going to go and join them uh, next week and uh, a couple of days, so I'm looking forward to that. Oh, that sounds fantastic, man. Charlotte, thank you so much. Hello, gents. Happy Father's Day. Thank you very much for the well wishes. Thank you so much for tuning in. Guys, right after the show... Libyakos DC has their quarterfinal match in UPSL. Uh, for those that don't know already, Libyakos DC competes in fourth division U.S. soccer, and they are going to be going on right after our show ends, 6.30 Eastern. So if you're still awake and you're star for some football, you can watch the boys play their quarterfinal match. We're hoping for some good things out of them and a, a division playoff win for them and more in the MLS Open Hunt Cup. Good stuff. We're pumped about that. Award show, guys, I don't know if you saw already. We posted it on our socials. We had over 10,000 votes for the award show. Guys, this is unprecedented. This wasn't five times or even 10 times bigger than last year. This is hundreds of times bigger and bigger than we ever thought was possible at this stage in the game. So thank you for everyone who voted. Unbelievable. I don't know. Do you have any other way to describe that, Costa? I, I just want to say um, a lot of the traffic and a lot of the, you know, the votes were on the Instagram platform. And I want to give a big shout out to uh, Dionysus Verveles, uh, the Red White account, Red Duckling account, um, Red Core, uh, OSFP Zone. Like so many different pages that helped us to spread the word about this award and get people to to vote in these in these seven categories. So I'm immense. We're, I think we're all immensely grateful um, for the support that we've received from the Olympiacos community. Um, absolutely exceeded everyone's expectations. We were in the hundreds of votes last year, and to get you know close to 10,000 a bit more this year is just insane and it shows that uh you know people are people are buying in and this is what we're trying to do we're trying to bring Olympiagos fans from all over the world together um and yeah I think we're all really humbled and just amazed at the yeah, at the response that we got for those votes so keep it locked make sure you subscribe because 
the results are going to be announced on the show and the results will be coming out around beginning of July, guys. A bit more patience. We've got something good coming up. Um, don't miss out. We definitely do have something fun coming up with that guy. So definitely keep your eyes on socials. Keep track of that. You do not want to miss that award show. And like Costa said, it's it's really amazing. I feel the more I say this, the dumber I feel because when we first started this project, I always say I didn't even know if we could get 10 to 20 people to listen to this. And here we go. We had almost 10,000 people voting in in a poll for this. It's unbelievable. Um, moving on, though, there were some other big things happening in the Libyakos world. The domestic double secured by the red and white in basketball. Huge stuff, Costa. I'm not a huge basketball guy. I can't speak to all of this. I think you're the better one to talk about the history, the context of it all. Go for it for those dude, that maybe don't understand. Dude, I know that everyone's itching for us to talk about, about transfers. But honestly, like you're right. We can't not say a word about the basketball team. I mean, after two and a half years or whatever it is that Olympiagos basketball team has been out of the Greek league, uh, to come back this year and, and complete the domestic double after 25 years. We hadn't done a domestic double for something like 25 years, I heard it was the other day. Uh, that's a long time for, for Olympiacos. And just everything about this team has been absolutely amazing this, this year. It's, <laughs> I've said it before, it's been everything everything that the football team wasn't this this last year. It's really been a team, a unit, everyone knows their role, everyone gives everything. Uh, and to complete it with a sweep, 3-0 against our arch rivals, yeah, they're in bad shape. Um, who gives a shit? Like, <laughs> after such a long time and, you know, Mechritelus after the whole leaving the, Greek, uh, leaving the Greek Basketball League and coming back and, you know, announcing our return to Greek domestic competitions in that way is, is, is unbelievable. Uh, and of course, Yorgos Pridesis announced what we were all expecting and yeah, he's retiring. What a way to go out for him. And it, anybody that watched the, the fiesta afterwards and, you know, the, the ceremony lifting the cup and saw the, the video Olympiagos Basketball Club put up on YouTube of the celebrations at, at, the, at the nightclub with Nikos Konomopoulos and all that. It was, uh, you can really see the, the togetherness of, of the team. And, and there's, there's one thing I'll, I'll finish on. If you watch the video on Olympiagos BC's channel, there's a scene where like Bridesis is playing the, the Buzuki and then he hands, like he does it, he plays really, really well. Papa Nicolaou is dancing around and then, he gives a microphone to Slukas and he grabs Thomas Walkup and he just holds him, grabs him around the shoulder and he says, Like, where are you gonna find this? He says it says it to him in Greek, And it's amazing. And you just like Thomas Walkup, one of my favorites this year. If he stays fit, I think he's one of those players that will stay forever. Like, uh, what a what a fantastic player. Anyway, uh, do you know what? Like, we should get the we should get the red point guard guys on for a bit of a celebratory podcast. So I'll sure. stop there on the basketball, but, but big, big congratulations. Uh, and thank you is not enough to this team and to our captain. Uh, Bridas is the year after Spanulis retires. Another, another legend uh, goes out. And in spite of that, we're very optimistic about what the future holds. 
Definitely. And this team made me watch more basketball this year than I have in my whole life. And I plan on watching more next season. It's getting it's getting me interested. I was able to watch it with Nova Sports, so I'll watch it again next year. I don't know anything about basketball, but I'm going to get into it because it's red and white. Uh, Gosta, everybody is already chiming in with, <laughs> with the transfer news and rumors, so we're going to jump into it. But before we do, guys, don't forget, if you haven't done so already, hit that like and subscribe button. The more likes we get, the more interactions and engagements, the more the algorithm boosts this, and the more the other red and white community that hasn't really yet found out about us will find us. The more likely they'll be able to find us, the bigger the community gets. So continue to hit that like button, subscribe if you haven't done so already, and help us continue to build this red and white community. Uh, these comments are hilarious. Everybody's already getting into it. So let's get started, Costa. The first news is we've got three big renewals that just happened. Yusef El Arabi, Mateo Valbuena, and of course, Avram Papadopoulos. Three renewals. El Arabi's was a two-year renewal. Valbuena's is a one-year. Avram Papadopoulos is a one-year. El Arabi's reported salary, well, uh, as its guest, is about $2 million with a one-year bonus per year. Uh, Valbuena's, Valbuena's reported wage wasn't exact, but it's he's apparently taking a reduced wage, and there's been a lot of discussion about a future position at the club. And Avram Papadopoulos uh, was noted to have been assigning for the locker room. So how do you feel about those renewals, Costa? I know you expected them. You talked a lot about the Youssef El Arabi uh, renewal as well. Uh, I agree with you there, especially given what's been going on with the back room and all the chaos over the transfers. I think you have to lock up uh, something consistent. But how about the other two? Uh, look, very quickly, I think it's important to have experience in the team. Like All of those players, all three of them have given a lot to the club. Uh, Papadopoulos, not only in this stint, but but before, that is more of a backroom thing to have him in the dressing room. Yeah, I'm curious to see how El Arabi does this season with a full preseason behind him. Um, it's yeah, I don't want to go into it too much because we've we've talked about it uh, already a yep. few times, yep. and then Valbuena the same. I think you know for 10, 15 minutes to come on in Greece for to take a set piece and. I mean, generally, the guy he gives everything whenever he comes on. That's something that you just cannot, cannot, um, cannot fault him for. He gives everything that he's got. He's a model professional, and I think you know he's a he's a role model for anyone at the club in in terms of the way he he performs on the pitch and not just on the pitch in the training ground as well. So um, it's nice. It's really good to have those pieces there. Doesn't it mean doesn't mean that we don't need transfers though. We need to. We need to make a lot of transfers, and that's a nice little segue into um, into um, into the next uh, next segment. Yep. So we're gonna get right into the transfer rumors, guys. The latest, the stuff that's breaking. Uh, deep dives will be coming soon. Some of you have DM'd me already asking about Vasalco, Scarpa, things like that. When they sign, the deep dives will drop. I've taken a cursory look out of everybody that's been a hot rumor. So. But the deep dives will come out when the signings come. I promise you. And I've got some other changes to the deep dives coming up that I think you guys might like. A little, a couple surprises for you. But they will be coming. So let's get into the first one, Costa. Sime Versalco, right, Croatian right back from Atletico Madrid. His contract runs out in about 11, 10 to 11 days. He's been reported to have flown out to Redi to see Redi and some of the facilities. Uh, am I mistaken with that? 
So the reports are that on Thursday he came to Athens. Uh, Marinagi sent out a private jet to pick him up, his wife, his family, his agents. I think it was about five or six people on the plane. He brought them over. They met with Marinagis. Uh, they went to Reddy. He saw the facilities. He's very impressed, as usual. Uh, that you know, foreign players that come to Tordibiagos, Greek, uh, Greek club, Greek league. They don't expect to see the facilities that we have. He's very impressed. Uh, he's played at the stadium before as a Croatian international back in 2017, I think when, when the Croatians knocked us out of, um, of international competition. Yep. So um, the reports are that he shook hands with Marinakis and that there's a verbal agreement. So there's no pen to paper right now. But there has been a, a frenzy in Greece that this is the first big signing of the of the season in a position that we have um, uh, that we really need to bring someone in. At the moment, we're training with uh, Thanasis Androutos and Yanis Masuras as right backs in training. Androutos, the coach, said uh, before the end of last season that then don't then don't like he's not in my plans anymore. And Yanis Masuras, he never sees him the last two seasons uh, that he's been going to pre-season camp. So uh, we we need two right-backs. Uh, and Sime Vrasaliko is the number one choice, it seems. Free agent from Atletico Madrid. Bags of experience. I think he would, you know, I mean, Cholo Simeone had him in his team for so many years. So that, that says a lot. It does. It really does. And you you already had a brief discussion about him on the last show when you kind of talked about him as a name and what he brings to the table briefly. Um, and No, 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 no. Wait. On the last show, we were talking about – so the last live I did alone, I think I was talking about Baldock. And, and I said – I said that there are so many names out in the media. I bet you – the ones listening, I bet you the first one that, you know, comes to sign or the ones that, will, you know, materialize are names that we've never heard before. Until oh, now. that's right. You did. That's right. You did say that. <laughs> and, then, and this is one. This one. And then this boom, one he came out. You're right. You're absolutely right. You're you're 100% right about yeah. that. So, yeah, you're absolutely right about that. He did kind of, he did come out of nowhere. And uh, there's already, I see Sparrow's already asking, is he good? If he signs guys, which it seems like everybody in Greece is saying he will, I, the deep dive will be ready. As soon as he signs, we'll drop that. You'll see what's there to like, what he has to offer the team. Uh, but most people have seen at least a piece of him already from his time at Atletico Madrid. An exciting player for Libyakos to have. And these are the kind of the caliber signings that we want to see brought at Libyakos. A player like this that has major European experience and, you know, uh, a guy that really can do something for us and that is more of a warrior. Like, look at this comment from Viper3 here. Martin <laughs> should watch your deep dives before signing anyone. Example on Yakuru. Amen. Yeah, he's not the only one. <laughs> but uh, me, I think he was hoping more for the positive thing, the small positive things. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. But I hope you guys like the, the deep dives that come out. Uh, I've got, like I said, I've got some surprises this time for you. I hope you guys like it. But uh, yeah. Versarco, hope if that happens, uh, assuming it does, it's it's a huge thing for us. I believe. Like, can you give the um, can you give the listeners a bit of a preview in terms of what you've seen? I I remember the player from games that I've watched him, just an absolute beast defensively. Uh, going going forward, 
he's kind of like a poor man's Rafinha, if you will. Like he's he's decent on the ball, but he's not the type of right back that will bomb up and down the wing and give you give you width and overlaps. But defensively, I think this is more of a signing, you know, of intent when it comes to European competition. In Greece, again, he has so much experience that I would believe tactically, you know, if, if the coach tells him overlap, give us width, he'll do it. But he's not the one that will kind of give you what Omar did. And so just get Omar out your heads. And uh, this is this is a different type of player. Exactly, Costa. And without going into details, uh, I will give you guys somebody, a player that uh, actually in group chat, Costa made this parallel. And I think it's about as close as we can get to a parallel to a player. There's a lot of context with that, though. So if if, if a signing happens, I'll get into all of that for the deep dive. But uh, he's clo much closer to a Torosidis than and Omar, or it's Imikas for that matter, in terms of the mold of fullback. But we'll get into that when he signs. I'll have plenty of stuff for you guys, data, plenty of film. I've already watched uh, a little bit on him, so we've gotten the cursory look at him. But if he signs, you'll get the full experience. You were saying he gets goals too, Ari, right? You, yes, he 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 is actually a funny goal threat. It's interesting. Uh, wait for the deep dive. Another wait for, wait the, for deep the deep dive, boys. A little teaser. We got more for you. If, if subscribe and, when and don't time. miss it. <laughs> Absolutely. Moving on from Versaco, though, we also have a huge name that we had put on Instagram earlier, or well, our socials, I should say, Scarpa, Gustavo Scarpa. Costa, how about that? Well, do you know what? Looking at Vasalko and uh, Zinkenagel, our friend Doron Tour, Nottingham Forest uh, fan, check out his channel uh, to keep up to date with, with everything going on at Forest. If you're interested and if you can keep up with his accent, I'm just playing uh, Dor. <laughs> <laughs> but those two players, the thing they have in common is that they're workhorses. They have yes. really high determination. They... They give everything on the fields. Scarpa is the one that will get the crowd going. Oh, the yeah. Flair, the flair player. 28 years old, if I'm not mistaken. Left-footed. Played in Brazil all his career. He's won the Copa Libertadores twice back-to-back -back in recent seasons. And he's out of contract in December. And now I'm not going to pretend I know a hell of a lot about this player. Do you know what? We should give Zelias a call or we Dudu and, and ask them about him if this gets serious so we can get some insight. Or maybe Luciano knows a bit about him. We can ask these guys that we've talked to on the show before. And here's a shameless plug. If you haven't watched the Luciano interview, the Dudu interview, Zelias, they're all on the playlist on the channel. You can watch them whenever you want. Those are wicked interviews. Uh, the Luciano one is in Greek. The other two are in English. But um, Ari, I, I don't know if you've read the latest here with regards to Scarpa. I can I can go deeper. Yeah, uh, I just wanted to address this comment with Spato. Scarpa will be expensive for us. No thanks. Costa, is that the case? So here's the deal. So his contract's up in December. And his market valuation is around eight to nine million euros. So 
pricey market valuation. But again, this is a player that in a month's time, he'll be able to negotiate with any club of his choosing and join them in, in, uh, in January, 1st of January. So um, the deal is the following, and this was reported by Adonis Economidis at, at uh, Sport24. Basically, what he said is that Olympiacos has been talking with Scarpa for, for about a month now and that we've managed to get an o the OK, the green light from the player. So the player wants to come to Greece. This is per Adonis Economidis' report on Sport24. Now, the thing is, apparently Palmeiras were willing to let him go for a small fee around 1 million, 1 million euro is what's been cited in the press, which is unbelievable bargain. But recently, the manager of Palmeiras, Abu Ferreira, former Balk manager, for some of you will remember, he's trying to get the player to stay and renew his contract. He's even apparently said to Scarpa, per the reports that, you know, the Greek league is, you know, below your level, you shouldn't go there, etc. Again, by all reports, Scarpa is convinced he wants to make the move to come to Europe. He's never played in Europe. He sees Olympiacos as a as a good first, you know, first door into, into European competition. So where are we now? Palmeiras is trying to get him to renew. Scarpa is asking for a meeting with the board to let him go and join us. So that's where we are right now. Um, as always with Brazilian players coming straight from Brazil, these things take time. And the last few, uh, the last few Brazilians that we've tried to bring in from, from Brazil, they didn't work out. I think the, la the last one I can really remember that lasted uh, you know, a protracted period of time was William Arau from Flamengo. Uh, that didn't go through. Let's see. Uh, but again, I don't know the player very well. I want to learn more. Uh, but 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 it looks like a very, very interesting player. He does look very interesting. And like I said, I've taken a cursory look. Anybody that's a serious rumor, I take a look at. And I'll say this. He's a type of player that I hope I get to do a deep dive on. I'll just say that. Uh, a lot of exciting stuff for me or... The stuff that I like to see, I like to watch, is what he seems to offer. So we'll see what happens, and we'll keep up to date with that. No, I did not say eight, 89 million. I said eight or nine million. Bloody <laughs> hell. <laughs> People in the chat going crazy. <laughs> uh i think i think george also had another one up here we'll get into we'll get into this but uh adi fears pipa depend i guess it depends on the pipa oh god labro asked me to play this i don't know if you can hear it wait let's see Oh no! This is the this is the wrong one. I need to find. There's a video of Nikola Nikola going oh, pipa, yeah. pipa, pipa. on the on the radio. I need to find it. I need to find it. Sorry. Well, while you're looking for that, we'll go on to the next one. Philip Zinkernagel. Uh, did I say that correct? Zinkernagel. Sorry. The uh, attacking mid slash winger that played for Nottingham Forest and was a huge part. Played a huge part in them getting promoted to the Premier League. 50 appearances, had seven goals, 10 assists. And we there was a nice exclusive done by Arcosas Llanos uh, about 
Watford being willing to sell him to Olympiacos, and the price tag isn't even that high. He's not in their plans, and they would like to move him on, which is kind of what you can read in between the lines there. But he was seen by everyone as a key contributor for the campaign, and he is a, a, a warrior, a workhorse and a warrior in that spot. He played kind of on the wing, wing like inside winger sort of for them as well and can play behind the striker whether he's playing behind one or two so that's also a very interesting um rumor for us as well especially given that we've kind of let we've let cosas fortunis go uh we we didn't re-sign roni lopez so now we're bringing somebody else in this attacking mid 10-ish position that we don't seem to really want to use but we're bringing them in anyway. Costa, how do you feel about Philip? He's an interesting player. Like I said, he has a very high work ethic. He's been in two teams that have been promoted to the Premier League the last two seasons. So he was part of the Watford team that made it back up to the Premier League. And then so he's owned by Watford. Let's be clear about that. And Watford loaned him the, the season that just passed to Nottingham Forest promoted with Nottingham Forest. Now he's back to Watford, who have gone from the Premier League back down to the Championship. So yep. Zinkanagel wants out. He's in a team that keeps, you know, shipping him off. Now they're back in the Championship. I think he'll, you know, he wants to move. Uh, for those of you that, that, that are on Instagram, and there's been this whole thing today, like he followed Olympiacos on Instagram, then he unfollowed. Um, again, not, not really a player that I've seen play more than two, three times. But what I, a lot of people have been asking, is he a winger? Because it's been reported that we're looking at him as a winger. And this is a player that last season, essentially, he, he played as a central attacking midfielder. Um, Nottingham Forest played with three at the back quite often last season. And Zinkanagel would be the, the one behind the two up front. Or if they ever played a 3-4-3, you'd kind of see him getting the ball a little bit, kind of like the spaces that Fortunis would occupy when he'd play on the wing, like close to the box on the left-hand side, and he'd try and make things happen from, from outside the box. He's good at getting into the box as well. So at the risk of you know, saying something that Olympiagos fans will find sacrilegious, he's a Danish Fortunis, but with work ethic not not as not as talented when it comes to like you know the things fortunis does the creativity etc but he's he's an all-around uh all-around player he's very good at yep. what he does on the pitch yeah the again the cursory look i've taken at him uh, the closest thing that's Olympiacos related that I can think about when I when I watch him play is like a David Fuster. Not maybe not the fanciest player you've ever seen. A uh, lot of hustle. Uh, right. So he's a player that you'll love. Uh, I really do because of the effort that he puts on the field. I mean, if the guy if the guy can boss it around in terms of his physicality in the championship, that says a lot about you as a player. And that's something that is there to like. So I think he does have something he can offer this team. He did play, uh, you're 100% right, he played primarily as an attacking mid, as a number 10, behind one striker or two strikers. But he did. they did play him sometimes a little bit on the right or sometimes a little bit on the left. Um, so we'll see. we'll see what the actual end goal is if he does sign where he ends up, but that's, that's the context for where we've seen him play. 
um, going forward, but exactly how Costa described it. There's a question here from George Bushick. So Zink will be our cam and Scapa our winger. First, let's let's see if they sign. But the way I see it, it looks like um, Gustavo Scapa will be the 10 that can play on the wing as well. Right. Uh, and Zink, Zink predominantly as a right winger, I would think. But I, th- I would say those players can interchange as well. If you've got, okay, let's for the sake of argument, let's say you've got Masuras, Scarpa, and Zinkanagu as the as the three behind the striker. Uh, those are all players that can interchange with each other in a in a formation where we play four two three one. But right. also, I think Zinkanagu and Scarpa can both play on the wings as well when uh, when we play with uh, three up front when we go four three three. It's it's going to be a weird it's going to be an interesting situation because um, Scarpa like like Zinkernago also primarily played in the ten he but when he wasn't playing in the actual ten position uh, based on the heat mapping available from Y Scout he's primarily on the left side so the curious thing for me let's assume we bring Scarpa and Zinkernago in. If Scarpa can play on that left side or as a 10, what then happens to Masuras? Because Masuras plays on that left side. Unless Scarpa can play up and down, maybe he can play a little bit of his, as an 8. I see Lifer828 saying uh, he plays as an 8. There is there is some context for that. There's about there's two games here uh, that I pulled up where he, he covers the ground, a lot more ground like an 8. That's curious. Uh, I mean, but... We'll see what happens. They're, they're talented players. They both seem like they both seem like they have something to offer us at the very least in Greece. But uh, yeah, Costa, I think we just need to get to the other one because everybody, the comments, the chats are talking about the last yeah, player every, we have covered. Everyone's yeah. talking about Pipes. But, oh, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> anyway, I just want to bring this comment up. Andreas is saying uh, Zink is a winger, guys. He played ten for Nottingham because they. Yeah, that's that's what I was saying. So. On paper, you look on transfer marks, you look wherever he's listed as a right winger, as his dominant position. But he, yeah, you talk to any Nottingham fans, they'll tell you you played predominantly as a cam for them yep. this season. Uh, Yasumano, um, we talked about Versalica a little bit in the beginning. Uh, we were just very, very quickly, you can go back and, and listen to that, but more of a defensive warrior. Uh, don't expect Omar like uh, overlapping, but you can go back and have a listen. And also Ari promised he's going to have deep dive scouting report when he signs. Uh, he's already he's already looked into that. So something to look forward to. Um, all right. Do we do we really want to talk about this? This people guy. OK, because everyone's everyone's going off with the people jokes. So uh, hopefully you can hear this. I'm just going to I'm just going to play. I found I found the clip that I that I put up on Instagram. <laughs> there you go. Get it out of your system. There's there's comments in here. Who had the comment? They said if he if he puts Pipa on the jersey, they're buying ten jerseys. There's no way. There's no way in Greece they're gonna let him put that on the jersey. They're gonna put Gordon on it or something. There's no way. There's absolutely no way. I can't see that happening. If if they yes. let the jersey sale in Greece happen like that, I'm, that's I, I'm buying a jersey. And I'm wearing it on every show. If I'm a journalist, if I'm a journalist, you know. 
if they were like presented to, to the crowd at a press conference, I my question to him, what name are you going to put on the back of your shirt? 100 <laughs> 100%. Unbelievable. Oh, it's yeah. and just to be clear, guys, uh, he's uh this he's the he's also a right back, but this is the right back that's been reported as the backup. So Rosalco is gonna be the starter, he was the backup, which then indicates that. Adruzos and Yanis Masuras, to me, don't have a place going forward on the team. They were just training as placeholders. That's how I look at that. And I think I think that's how it always was going to be. Yeah. No, but it's clear, like we needed we needed two right backs. Coach doesn't it doesn't it doesn't look at these players. Masuras. It would be, I'm sorry, like I don't mean to be nasty to anyone, it would be a joke. If he if he takes Andrutos to, yeah. to, to to training after what he said after what he said not me he's the one that said I don't uh, he's not in my plans yeah it wasn't his plans and then Vrusai all of a sudden you know we said you know oh we're gonna make Vrusai a right back then Vrusai wasn't good enough as right back according to the coach and we saw Andrutos back in the lineup so I at this stage I won't be surprised to see Andrutos go to Austria yeah. But hopefully, the way it's looking now, all right, this guy, uh, Pipa, Avila, whatever we're going to call him, should all get it out of our system because he's coming tomorrow. Or he's in Greece already, according to some Italian reports. He's already in Greece. He's passed the medical. We'll be signing. So that's uh, that's two two right-backs there. Vesalico, knock on wood, that deal goes through. He signs. We'll be in Austria. We'll have our two right-backs. Yep. And the comment from River River, imagine the Greek sport newspapers front page if if he scores. He being FIFA. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, uh, everybody I think has a chance to get it. Oh, Mike Scob right here. We can have wine that people also in the, in the interview. Yeah. Okay, so guys. Just to look at his stats, like he got injured this year. Uh, yeah. and he didn't play many games, he played 17 matches, got two assists. Wasn't really a starter. I think he's 13% of all his appearances were starting. So that's not a great deal. He's 24 years of age. Uh, and here's a stat that's quite interesting. His height, he's 176. So he's not the tallest. Not at all. He's not the tallest. Very interesting. Very interesting. Well, if the sign does, if he does sign, which all, by all reports, uh, you know, chat made us, chat has been saying it, Gotsis confirmed it. We saw earlier on today that there were reports in Spanish media that he had already gone through his first round of medicals. So when the signing does happen, I will even have a deep dive on him. It'll be the, the Pipa the deep dive, I guess. Just very quickly, because I don't think we mentioned it because we've all been caught up in this Pipa stuff. <laughs> 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 Gotta stop laughing. So uh Vasily uh Pipa played for Huddersfield. He's played for Huddersfield the, the last couple of seasons. Um he's Spanish, 24 years of age. He's come from Gimnastica in Spain. He played for Espanol for a while. And um yeah, Huddersfield, just to give you guys an idea, for those of you that don't know, Huddersfield got to the playoffs of the of the championship. So they got to the final against Nottingham Forest and it was Huddersfield that fought it out with, with Forest to go back up to the Premier League. I think he even played in that. 
in that final as well. So um, to be seen. There you go. Uh, now, along with some of the transfer rumors, there's also been some rumors for Costa. I, I just saw your face. I know what you just saw. And I'm just going to put it up here because I, <laughs> I couldn't do it either. Mike this show is not for young people underage. <laughs> We we look. I put on all the episodes that this is not for kids. Mike Scob named the deep and out. Name the deep. No, 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 no! Don't read it out. Whoever's watching can watch it. Don't read it out, Jesus. Okay, there's been two big departure rumors as well um, uh, that are on the horizon. Two two players that look like they're going to be the first players to be sold for the summer transfer window. The first one is none other than Ruben Semedo. There's been a lot of reports that uh, George Jesus is a huge fan of his over at Fenerbahce, wants to bring him in. And then there were also some reports we saw by Saudi Saudi Arabian media that there are teams in Saudi Arabia that are willing to offer him seven to eight million U.S. dollars per season. Absurd money. That's about seven. The current exchange rate, I think it's about seven, seven, seven and a quarter million euros, I think, a season. Absurd money to get him over there. Uh, even if that is wrong and it's actually in the real, it's still looking about about two and a half million uh, euros in in the Saudi real. It's, he's looking to get a lot of money in the Middle East, so we can finally have that payroll off of our uh, off of our uh, budget. We'll say so. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> people are asking. People are asking for the Nikola Kopoulos soundbite again stick around and when Ari's fin when we finish this segment I'll play it again okay and Manu I'll send it to you afterwards I I, I know I know I, I I think I listened to it about 50 times by myself when I'm when I edited the video clip so yeah I'll play it again afterwards Jesus Christ people are going crazy people are going crazier about more crazy about a backup right back than anything else since we've started this show uh, but in terms of the supposed fee, there's been people that have DM'd, uh, DM'd on each of us personally and deemed um, the pod account asking about what kind of fee we would get from Semedo. Guys, temper your expectations. Every team knows the situation we're in with Semedo, and everyone's going to take advantage of it. They're going to offer him a lot of money, and we're not going to get much, if at all, in terms of a transfer fee for him, no matter who wants him. So just bear that in mind. We're not going to, if we get what we paid for, for him, we should count ourselves lucky. And that's going to be about that for Ruben Semedo. The Honestly, man, if we can recoup the money that we spent on him, I think it was four and a half million. Yeah, that's just correct. Four and a half million. Just get rid. Like, that's it. I, I, I'm kind of doubting that we will even get that money, to be honest. But even if it's like maybe a million less, just we need to just get rid, get rid. We do. We have no plans to bring him back, and he's he's. It's not like he's cheap anymore. Remember, he got the the contract extension that saw a big payroll increase for him. Yeah. So we need to get that off the books. We need to move him on. And you know, and when you're dealing with a lot of these, you know, clubs from the Middle East like Saudi Arabia or Dubai, these guys don't like to pay big transfer fees. Oh, oh uh, here we go again. <laughs> uh, okay I'm, I'm gonna read part of this comment so river saying again we're back to the, the issue of the right back imagine the Karaiskaki announcer when he reads out the first 11 and and gonzalo avila also known as yeah 
What are they going to say? What are they going to say? They're probably going to say his full name. They're going to say his full name. They're going to call him Gonzalo Avilan Gordon. That's what they're going to call him. <laughs> Back on the departures, guys. The second departure is one that's going to be a little bit more uh, heart-wrenching for us, even though we all kind of expect him to move on. And that is Juan Pape Abusise. He's on the radar of multiple teams in France and in England. Uh, nice and and Stadio Rene are looking at him as well as Brighton and Watford. So uh, we we had mentioned on socials Brighton sold Bisuma Juan uh, Bisuma for twenty five. It was twenty five million pounds, correct? So they've got money to spend, and he's definitely somebody that's ready for the Premier League. He seems exactly what the a Premier League team would want, especially a mid table team, mid or low table team. So. He was our MVP, the most valuable play. Well, an MVP candidate, I should say, and in terms of his performances, and certainly a player deserving of a transfer, the, the one that we could get the most value out of, if that makes sense, based on how we played. Not many players we can say that from for guys from Libyakos, so it shouldn't surprise anybody that Cissé is going to be sold. Yeah, I think he's the only player in our squad right now that can bring big money, like realistically. Like people will say, Agibu. Maybe, yeah. but I think the dip that he had in the second half of the season probably has some clubs thinking uh, thinking twice. I think it would be good for him if he stays another season. Uh, and uh, again, like with a full preseason behind him and no no distractions, I think he can really take off. But he says he's been with us six years, man. Yeah, long time. He's twenty, like he's twenty six years of age. Or I think I read that earlier. And I couldn't believe it. Uh, he still, you know, gives off the vibe that he's a very young man. I mean, yeah, okay, he's 26, he's still very young. But I think I think he's shown that if and when he's concentrated, he's a top defender. And he could do well in the Premier League. I saw that Everton are interested as well, apparently. So it's not just, uh, is it Brighton, the other team that are interested in the Premier League? I honestly think this is the only player again in our squad that can really command the high fee in terms yep. of transfer. So I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if we do if we do sell him. The thing is, if we do sell him, we need to bring someone in. And they keep asking on the radio and on you know shows. Does Olympiacos uh, is Olympiacos looking for a centre back? And the answer is always like. No, no, Olympiacos has you know six, seven centre backs, which we do. Like we have uh, Manolas, Papasathopoulos, Cisse, Ba, Avram, Bagalianis, Kinkue. Those are just seven that I counted there. Uh, Bagalianis is training with the first team. I was um, going to say Kaloyerakos or Kaloyeropoulos. Kaloyeropoulos, my Kaloyeropoulos, as we call him. So, because he actually has had some first team minutes, not many, but he's had some first team minutes uh, over the course of the last season and a half. So uh, we we do have some, but uh, from Aguilos Kutz here, this is the question, Adrian Costa, any players on your mind for a replacement for Cisse? Um, forget what Costa and I want. I think the fact that we haven't heard any transfers or that there's any rumors for the center back position I think speaks a lot in and of itself, whether it's on Cissé leaving or whether or not we're looking. But as we've seen already, this uh, Rosalco thing came out of nowhere. So maybe the same thing would happen with Cissé, 
with the center back if Cissé leaves? You know what? I think the answer to Aguilas' question is in Manos' question. And Manos asks, what are the expectations for Manolas this year? Because he came as a bomb, but nothing more since then. So a fit Manolas, for me, replaces Cissé. They have fit. a similar... Yeah. A fit Manolas replaces Cissé for me in terms of you know the strength that he has, the aerial prowess, the pace... Uh, that's what we expect from Manolas. Okay, we don't expect him to be as fast as he was before we sold him. It's like, yeah, he he's he's older than than when he left. But uh, honestly, I expect Manolas to work hard, harder than hard this preseason to lose weight and, and get fit. I see some of his pictures in training these days. I'm like, I don't know what's happened to him. Like he. Doesn't he doesn't look fit to me? And uh, if if he can if he can if he can stay fit, then for me he replaces he said. But do we gamble with that? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And what about what about Bar? Uh, can it be different for him this season? Don't forget he had that horrible back injury. Yeah, uh, he had he had surgery, and that's something that takes time to recover from. Maybe it's maybe he's better this year. And, and Bagallanes, by the way, like I said, the beginning of last season, uh, after a couple of games, I watched the B team. He was one of the one of the prospects on the team that could play first team football for us. And there were reports at the end of last season that uh, he's 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 gone. He's passed uh, Usain Ubar in the pecking order. Let's see. Uh, there are friendly starting guys in a couple of days on the 22nd. Uh, need I remind you, the team's going away to Austria. And I think the first preseason game is on the 24th. So we'll see Bagalianis and everybody else in those preseason games as well. Um, but but again, I think, I think it would potentially be a bit of a gamble to just leave the team as is if we do sell Cissé. Again, guys, 19th of June, we have until the end of August and then some uh, to get to get transfers in. Yep. And we've already seen how much can change within the course of a few days. So a lot can happen. Just be patient. And as soon as we get information, we'll get it out to you guys, just like we always have. Another question here from Yorgos Pop. What about left back? We will, will we stick with Oleg this season as well? I think we need a Vesako level transfer to that position as well. Well, Jurgo, the latest was that we were comfortable with Oleg there, and I guess Kitsos. I don't know if we're bringing in another left back, but it doesn't look like at the moment that anything is on the books for a left back transfer. Yeah. I think, you know, we have Rebchuk, we have Apostolopoulos, and we have Kitsos training right now. Yep. Oleg has been playing non-stop. He played, I think, four four games with the Moldovan team. And I read that international players are joining up with the team tomorrow already. He's had very little rest. Uh, I mean, the guy is a machine. We all know that. Um, I do still think that he can improve. How much and how quickly? I'm not sure. Yes, ideally, I would love for us to bring in a like you know a world class or close to that level left back, somebody that can cross the ball. Kudris, thank you, Shelby99. Kudris is back as well. Let's see how Kudris yeah. is in, in pre-season. 
But, um, you know, Gitsos, I think Gitsos should get loaned, man. I think Gitsos should get a loan just like Tsimikas did. Yep. Because he's not he's not gonna he's not gonna get enough games with us, I feel. And I see that the manager has a really hard time trusting young players to really like put them in the team. Um feel free to call me out. Like, but besides besides Agibu, I can't really think like in terms of young players that he's really kind of begged into the team since he joined. Technically Radejevic was had just turned Ooh. 21 when he was throwing him in a season and a half ago. Fair. Yeah, so, fair. But that, other than that, I can't think of anybody else that he really went out on a limb for. Madi was, um, when he started playing Madi more, Madi, I think, was, he was young 20s, but he was not really, I think he was 22 when he first started really using him. Um. But other than that, I can't think of any other young guys like that that he really trusted in a starting role or in that starting position. I mean, you could, you technically, you probably could make the argument for Adruzos, right? Last season, how old was Adruzos last season? 23, 22? or is he older than that? Bloody hell, mate! I think he's older. Let me let, oh, okay. let me check. I can't remember how old Adruzos is. He's escaping me. Adruzos is twenty-five. Ah, forget about it. Yeah. Doesn't count. He's old. But eh, anyway, you know, it, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, at, le- at the very least, he's going to see – it seems like he's going to give everybody a shot at training. Whatever happens, happens, uh, you know, and then people will move on that he doesn't like. Uh, there's some question – there's a question here, Costa, about um, – uh, here it is from Der Profidiga. Who is the winger from the Premier League guys, the Brazilian? I don't recall that we were looking at a Brazilian player specifically from the Premier League. I thought it was two different things. I thought it was yeah. from the, I thought it was a winger from the Premier League and a Brazilian. Yeah, exactly. So the reports were that exactly we were looking for uh, we were looking at a Premier League winger and a Brazilian that plays the eight and ten. That's what the reports were. So we talked about that earlier already. You talked about Gustavo Scarpa if he joined late. We talked about Philip Zinkenagel from Watford plays for played for Forest last season. Um, if you missed that, you can you can go back and and have a listen to it, buddy. Uh, what else we got? Somebody was asking about the um, the winger from Real Madrid, Dibi Keita. Yeah, I think is who who you were mentioning. I can't find the comment in the chat. Dibby Cater had a serious knee injury last season. It's the same knee injury that kept Apostolis Apostolopoulos out for a year. Um, so that was a gamble, gamble signing, guys. And I think he will be joining up with the B team at the beginning. Another player that I mentioned on the last podcast that I did by myself was uh, Darbo. Darbo is expected to join the team in Austria. Uh, that's the information that that I have about Darbo. So that's one that keep an eye on him. Keep an eye on him because he could turn into another case of Madi Kamara, Agibu Kamara. I'm quite looking forward to seeing a bit more of him. 
Yeah. Yeah. We've heard a lot of good things uh, so far. There's a lot of people that are excited about him. So he's one I'm excited for. I also hope we see more of Fadiga because Fadiga has been very interesting for me every time he's touched the field. There's a lot. There's there's a lot that uh, we're hopeful for. Question here from Vasily Sestos. Why do you think Martins doesn't play young Greek players? Is it because he doesn't trust them or are they just not ready? Vasily, I think it's a little bit of both. We've seen that Pedro Martins, and this has been from the outset, he's a very cynical guy, uh, very pessimistic in the way that he coaches, very conservative, I think, uh, especially for for some people in terms of the, the vocabulary. He doesn't like he doesn't risk very much unless he's backed into a corner. He doesn't like to risk much at all. And he's been consistent like that since he's been here. You know, we've all we've been frustrated since his arrival with how little he plays younger guys from the academy. And they basically have to play perfect for them to get uh, anything going, any kind of playing time or anything from him. So that's just how he is. You know, I mean, there's players that. I have been excited for Costa has been excited for that. We see on the pitch and we see something we like, and then they never, we never see them again. That one of the players in particular, Vasily Solis, me more so than Costa, but I know Costa likes him too. I'm more of a super fan of midfielders, but Vasily Solis is a player. If there's one player I had to pick from the B team that should be playing on the first team, especially given what we saw last season, it's Solis. Solis had the energy level that I thought we could have used in a midfield that was very, very much lacking. So it's it's a frustrating thing for all of us. But you have to remember, there's uh, we all have to recognize something as Libyakos fans, right? We sit here and we complain about two things. We, we, first of all, demand success. We demand titles. We demand success. But then on the other hand, we want to see a coach take... Sorry, my hand wasn't in the camera. We want to see a coach take some risks, right? So... If, if this is what we want, if we want these titles and we demand this level of success, the coach is going to do less of the risk, right? It's because it's, it's, it's easy for us to say and easy for us to look on paper, look at data sheets and say, oh, this happens. This player can do this. We should see this. We should see this. It's, it's, it's a tough thing. And it's not just uh, – Baniotti has a great comment here. Not playing younger guys is not a Martins thing. It's a club thing. This is so true. It's not just Martins. Martins got has pressure on him to win, and who puts the pressure on him? Us in the club. So it's a whole culture issue, not just him. I asked the question last time. Again, when I was going solo, I asked the question in the poll. Would fans be okay with us losing some games if it meant that we gave more playing time to young players, young Greek players? If I remember well, it was... It was fairly tight, maybe even uh, 62-38 in favor of giving more opportunities to to Greek players. So it was above above 50%, if I remember well. But again, you're, you're absolutely spot on. Playing these young players comes with risk. And we're so kakomathimeni, like, as fans, that we lose a game and, like, you know, it's... Is disaster. Yep. So you know, we have to we have to find a way. Whether it's loaning them out like we did with Timikas and then getting them back ready and embedding them into the team, I'm not sure. I'm not sure a player like Vasilis Urlis is going to stick around this this season if he doesn't get 
playing time. And there have already been some rumours in the press that there is a plan to get him out, to go and play, get playing time somewhere. Uh, the same uh, Binagaz, there was a question about Binagaz. I don't think he's going to Austria, George. Uh, George is asking the question. Binagas, if you follow him on socials as well, he was training with some guys from Larissa. He was wearing Larissa kit. That one's been mismanaged, I want to say. I don't know. I don't know what's happened behind the scenes, but I actually expected him to at least be at preseason camp this year. He had a good end to the season with the B team. I don't know if he has the patience to stick it out. I don't know if it's good for him to to stay with Olympiacos B in the second division for for another season after being, you know, one of the most hotly tipped young players in Greece in his season with Larissa, where he scored scored goals against all the big teams. Uh, we picked him up, and you know, we haven't seen him. Uh, he didn't start playing with us actually until January last year because he had a falling out. Or you know he was getting the he was getting the cold shoulder from from the management. So I don't know. It's a shame. It's a shame though because he has a very different profile from the attackers that we have at the club now. Tikinio, uh, El Arabi, and and Hassan. They're all they're all big men. Yeah, El Arabi granted is more mobile than all of them, uh, and more of a more of a killer type centre forward. Binagaz, though, we don't have a, a striking option like him. And we're looking at players like Abu Bakar Kamara, who's you know decent like in the Greek league. Th th those are the kinds of things that drive me a little bit crazy. Um I don't think I don't think the AK 47 Kamara thing is gonna go through, by the way. But but uh anyway, I digress. Yeah, I look, I am I'm with you there. And we, you know, even though we talk about this, the two extremes that we as fans expect, there are things that can be done to satisfy both of those things. And there was a comment already about it. Um, you know, when we won the league, how come we weren't playing more young players? That's one thing. There's absolutely no reason in the cup. We let the young guys get all the way to the point, you know, that got to, to get us through to the cup to, as far as we got to the cup, I should say it was their efforts that got us where we were, not the efforts of the first team guys. We looked better with some of the younger guys and we didn't stick it out with them. It's all of these things can be done better. It's, it's, it's absolutely absurd. I, I agree with you there. There's things, there are plenty of things that, that we can do as a club and we could have done as a first team that would have been at least a good happy median for that. Yeah. Just, I mean, just to wrap this up, I think I've said it before. I've said it again. I think Olympiagos, as a strategy, as a team, we need to have an objective every season to produce one or two players from our academy. If not, if not two, then one. There's one player minimum that we need to like give opportunities to build up so that we can we can sell in the future. That's our business model. Like we've got to be clear. Like look at all the players that we're trying to sign. We're not spending big money. We're, we're, we're looking to offload players and we're look, looking to bring in like players that are having contracts that expire, that are free agents already, or players whose contracts are running out in a year, like max, so that we can negotiate. We don't have the ability to go out and, and, and risk or gamble five, five million euros like we gambled with Henry, Henry Onyukuru last season. And that's a lesson for the club. 
So we really need to prioritize youth development. Uh, we hear a lot of great things that are happening in the academy. Uh, and I hope, like knock on wood, that I hope this year we will have at least one, at least one player breakthrough from the academy, whether it's a Greek or whether it's non-Greek. Irrelevant for me at this stage, but let's bring somebody through our system. I'd like to see that. I agree with you there, Costa. I agree with you. And guys, as we begin to wrap up here, if you haven't done so already, again, hit that like, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button if you don't do so already. The more likes, the more engagement we get, increases our our position in the algorithm. And it spreads this to more red and white fans that already don't know that or don't know that we exist, we should say. So hit that button, like, subscribe, the bell if you want to be notified when we go live and help us continue to grow this red and white community. And before we sign off, Gosta, there was a question here from Mike Scob that just reminded me. We never talked about the latest rumor just before we went live about sporting director, as it is said in Italian media, Domenico Tetti. Uh, sporting director director in the past for clubs like Apoel, Elas Verona, Sabdoria. Uh, he has been uh, rumored by the guys over at Tudo Mercado Web, uh, Marco Contario, who also reported the news about Morgan DeSanctis being interviewed for sporting director. They have said that Domenico Tetti is being considered as sporting director for Olympiacos. Now, guys, there could be some differences in language and culture here with respect to what the positions actually mean. As we know, over on the side of Libyakos, we have uh, a couple different positions. Um, we have a general director, which until recently was Lina Suluku, who's now been replaced by Costas Carapapa. We have a sporting director, which is Christian Garebe. Many of you have seen that he's been off doing some advertisements and promotions for FIFA UEFA. Francois Modesto, who is now the technical director over at Monza, was our chief scout. And then our technical director is Vasilis Torosidis. So the question is, is this guy actually interviewing for sporting director or is he actually interviewing for chief scout? All we know is that the club interviewed him. Papa said in the news that they've interviewed dozens of people, over 20 people, I think he said. Um, for for the position, whether it's for the chief scout position or whether it's the the sporting director, we'll find we'll find out if somebody actually signs. But uh, that's that's what it looks like as of now. So Domenico Tetti is the latest, um, and he doesn't have as nice of a resume as some of the other people we've heard about. But um, I know a lot of people were excited about um, Spalletti, uh, which I think would have been a um, a lovely, a lovely get for us to have in the front office. But, you know, we are clearly interviewing people for, for this role, this role when it comes to networks and uh, identifying talent or managing a, a network to get this type of talent. So before we, before we sign off, we just wanted to make sure you guys knew about that where the club is still looking at people and there's still going to be some changes. It looks like in the front office. Any more on that Costa? No, not really, man. As long as it's not affecting our ability to go out and get players in a timely fashion, I, I to be honest with you, at this at this at this stage, I don't really care. Um, as long as we're able to go out and do the business, and for the moment, it looks like you know things are happening. And I've been told recently by people 
close and around the club that we do have very capable people in our in our scouting department people that we don't know about and this is also an issue of the manager knowing what he wants right so the manager is the one that has the final call when it comes to transfers right now and that's also something to keep into consideration when we're talking about bringing somebody in for a position like technical director because or whatever it is because Dodo, see this is on paper technical director but he doesn't do what a technical director does as far as i know like in a club like like roma or um you know paratici at tottenham right that's not what he does so um the most important thing is that we get deals done like two or three signings and this is kind of a perfect way to to wrap up today we've been saying it a lot of people have been saying it and in the greek media we need to have two to three signings in austria to train with the team um to to adapt so that we're ready on the 19th 20th i know we should be beating maccabi nevertheless it's going to be it's going to be a tough game like we're we're up against a team a team that's played together for a few years now a team that's made up of players that play together in the israel national team and what we saw last season olympiakos that wasn't a team so we need to put a team together in the next the next month we play them in a month's time exactly yeah you're you're right gosta everything everything you said you're right well you know as the news comes in and more developments happen we'll keep you guys updated as we get the information we have our feelers out there everywhere so we'll try to keep everyone updated as best we can don't forget after the stream ends in about 20 minutes Olympiacos dc is about to kick off their quarterfinal match so if you want to see how they're doing if you want to support them the stream will be right here on our youtube channel you can check it out here if you are starved of football you want to watch something they'll be on here the boys are motivated and they're playing some pretty decent football this year as well so don't forget to give them a, a, a nice watch and support them uh, we love Libyakos no matter what country they're in, no matter what competition they're playing in. We support the red and white wherever they are. Costa, anything else, buddy, before we close up here? No, just to make it clear that you can watch that Olympiacos DC game on our channel. Yeah, absolutely. And going forward, hopefully there's more that you can watch on this channel. Anyway. This is Gate 7 International by the fans for the fans. Don't forget to keep your eyes out for the latest for the award show. This is going to be a very special award show. It's already been made special by your contribution to it, your votes. 10,000 of them. Absurd. This is going to be an amazing award show. We're so excited. Keep an eye out for that. And until next time, this is Gate 7 International. Go, go, go.